by the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, why, of course. Music, for instance. Music, why, of course. on top of the world. One, two, one, two. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you for listening. It's a beautiful, absolutely sunny and gorgeous Sunday afternoon coming to you live and direct I've got an incredible episode for you this week with the one and only photographer, dancer, artist extraordinaire, Marcus Branch. I met up with Marcus a few weeks ago in a coffee shop uh, down in um, it was like Center City, South Philly area. And man, I was I was running a little bit behind. It was a windy day and Marcus was uh, just an absolute pleasure to, to kick it with. So we get into his life story growing up in Norristown. Um, kind of how he came into himself as an artist. He gives some incredible advice um, when it comes to, I guess, discovering your own artistry and how to stay creative. You know what I mean? I feel like part of why I created this podcast in the first place was because I felt like I hit a, a rut and I was having a hard time and I wanted to pick different people's brain on how, where they draw inspiration from and how they create. And Marcus was hands down one of the best interviews um, I think I've ever I've ever had just because he's he's so open, he's honest, he's vulnerable, he's funny, all around good dude. He was he was flexible and, and willing to work with me when I when I showed up a little bit late. And dude is also incredibly talented. If you haven't, uh, I'll have all the links in the show notes. Check out his Instagram. He's a photographer. He also models. Uh, he does some awesome dance stuff and just an overall good good dude. So this is my interview with Marcus Branch, artist extraordinaire. I hope that you enjoy it. Please, if you do, uh, leave a rating or a comment um, or hit me on Instagram. Tell me what you think of the episode. I'm, I'm really curious to see what you guys what you guys have been liking and, and if there's anything you think I should change, I'm, I'm all ears. So thank you. I hope you have a good Monday. Thank you again for tuning in. This is Creative Contact. Enjoy. But just in case, you know, we have some first-time listeners that that don't, and I want to get into your story, but tell people just a little bit about sort of where you are and what you're up to these days, and then we'll jump in. Well, Tarantino the shit and go go backwards. Word up. All right, let's see. I am an artist, first and foremost. Mm. Uh, I like to call myself a renaissance man in the, in the fact that I wear many hats. Uh, I am a performer. I dance in a company. Um, that's kind of how me and Kingsley met. We met in college, but um, yeah, we share that similarity. I'm also a photographer, and that's just sort of my main medium when I say I'm an artist because I'm, Dope I also photographer. draw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, director as well. I'm working on a short film right now, and I've been doing a few different motion pro- projects and films. Um, I have a motion series project that motion portrait series project that I've done and debuted on Afropunk. Uh, it was a self-portrait that I've done, but I'm doing, I'm going to sort of 
profiled different individuals, including Kingsley, but also uh. friends such as Andrea Valle, if you haven't heard of her. She's a singer in Philadelphia as well. Um, and just these different ways of showing the people that I know that are around me that are just doing wonderful things in this sort of, uh, in the style that I like to approach things with. So there's that. Uh, I'm also an educator. I teach um, a two-teacher program with, at Central Monco Technical High School. It's actually a school I graduated from. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's crazy because the teachers I work with were my teachers. So that That's nuts, It dude. was such a mind flip like to, to go from looking at my teachers and shout out to Mr. Bross, Mr. McCarthy, <laughs> and to have to call them by their first names like Steve and Fred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like weird. It was so weird. And then like sitting around, even though like we're all adults here, but then like they make certain jokes and I'm like, oh, did you just say that? <laughs> yeah, like, like what's going what? on here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, super cool. But uh, yeah, I teach with them. So uh, McCarthy got promoted to his next position higher. So the position was open. And I spoke with students uh, prior to that. And they, they asked me to come and substitute sometimes. But I was on this like awesome fixed substitute schedule. Yes. So it was like three days of the week consistently instead of it being, we call you when we need you. So I was like, OK, this is awesome. And then uh, eventually they offered me full time for once he got promoted. So uh, I'm that, and I focus on the photography, but just add to you know the entire visual communications program. And uh, a model. Yeah, a man. A model, that's a part of what my morning did. You do it all. I do it all a little bit. You know, I try to just dabble. I feel like uh, we're multi-dimensional people, and a lot, of, a lot of what we're taught is to have to be one thing or focus on one thing, and that has always been this, uh, this, this conflict that I've had with myself feeling like okay maybe I can only be one thing for people to understand who I am yeah. or maybe I can only go one avenue but then I step back and think about all the people that I admire or that I love and the, the way that they juggle things and the way that not one thing is 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 final or simple because it's informed by all other things you know like my my modeling is informed by my dancing and then thus my dancing is informed by my photography because when I'm on stage I'm thinking of my audience the way I think of a lens and making sure that I'm facing them a certain way or, or delivering an energy a certain way. And then the same thing when I'm in photography, uh, it's informed from my modeling because now I understand how the model may feel and how to direct them and how to get what I want from, from my communication to them. And it's just all this, this informing cycle that I think if we have more of an understanding to be open and accepting and, and explorative of all of our passions and, and all of our avenues that we see that they're all connected and, and you don't have to just do one thing. A hundred percent. I think that is something that I noticed with Kingsley too, was that it was like, you can be multidimensional. And yeah. I was like, it's just frustrating for someone like me when I'm like, when I only can do one, that I'm like, do you guys <laughs> mind just chilling out a little bit? And like, giving my no. man a chance to catch up at least for like, like, how do you do what I do better than me and you do this no, other, this other no, shit that's no. super dope? I'm like, yo, y'all need to chill. But no, the multidimensional thing, I, in all seriousness, I think is super dope that you're, and that you're willing to just use those different forms of expression. And yeah. so, so let's dive into that and, and your backstory as, um, it's Marcus Branch. Yes. Is that, is that what you go by too for your art? For yep. your, okay, yep. cool. So all Marcus Branch. All Marcus Branch. Branch. All right. Name everything. Okay, dope. So, Mr. Marcus Branch, <laughs> um, the the artist. And where are you from originally, Marcus? West Philadelphia, born not raised. Oh snap! Uh, yeah, my whole family's from uh, 46 and Fairmont area. No way. Yep. Uh, Mill Creek Park is my uncle's spot. Like all my uncles, they run the whole thing. The men of Mill Creek, 
And uh, I was born there. My sister, who has five years on me as far as being my older sister, she got to experience it a little bit more because once I was born, I just only spent a little bit of my infancy there. Mm. And uh, from there, we moved to Williamsport for a few years, and then we moved to Narstown, where I began kindergarten. Oh, gotcha. And so we moved to Narstown, and Narstown's a hometown of mine. But we all every weekend it was back to that same area, back to the back Mill to Creek, West Philly. back to West Philly with the uncles, the family. So I had that sort of like commuting, bouncing back vibe at a very early age. Okay. Um, so yes, West Philly born, not raised, and then uh, a lot of my school years were spent in Norristown. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've been to Norristown. I've only been to Norristown once, um, and y'all got recently that high speed line. I'm not sure how. Which is pretty cool, and yeah, I, so yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh man, this is an interesting little place up here." And having not spent much time up there, um, and for maybe folks that aren't familiar, what is? Give me a little overview of what's Norristown like when Marcus is growing <laughs> up. What's what? What's sort of the the general vibe of a place okay. like that? So a lot of the times, people from Norristown will either diss it, <laughs> or they'll take a ton of pride. As, as it almost has a small town vibe like that, where you're like, "Yo, I get me out of here," or people are like. This, this is, is yeah, this is like life. I'm repping in absolutely, absolutely. So for me, again, I'm, I'm I've always bounced around. So and I think that also attributes to my ideas of being multidimensional and having different facets because it was informed by these different spaces and having to navigate them. Mm. So Narstown, I've always looked at as I call it the country hood. That's. Because I can walk down one street and you see like a group of thugs and turn that corner and there's like a skunk and a deer. And it's just like, what in the world? <laughs> the, the white on? dudes in like, like hunting hats Yo, and seriously, shit. It's, like, it's, it's such a mix and it's so interesting. And I feel like, again, that's what I love about the fusion. Yeah, the dimensions. Yeah. But uh, Norristown is totally, it's a small town, but there's tons of beauty in it, uh, especially for me as, as a photographer and a visual person. And, and, and also one to, to grow up there. You build your memories. Yeah. So you, you sort of romanticize it. And uh, it's like, it, it, it kind of, growing up there, you don't really think of it as a small town, even though the name is Nars Town, town yeah. uh, until you realize like, wow, this place is really small. Like I, I know where it begins and where it ends. And like, I think about the main strip, like 202, where cars are driving through. And I think about when I travel and I'm driving through Jersey or something, and it's like this random little town. And I'm like, wow, I'm that. I'm that person that lives in that random yes. little town that these cars are just driving just through. Just drive through. You know, and I love that because it makes you, it reminds you of your scale. It reminds you how small you are and uh, puts things into perspective, but it also heightens the beauty of it. You know, it makes me think like, wow, then that, that tells me that there's more to those towns that I'm driving through. There's more to inspect and to explore and appreciate, you know, and it, it causes me to slow down. So Narstown is that place that makes me slow down and really take in where I am, you know? Well, That's what I love, whereas if I go to New York, it's like, tempo is up, the speed totally is going. Totally different you know? ball game. So, yeah, that's nice. Okay, and so, so Norristown, so growing up there, you grew up with mom and, mom and pop? Mom and pop. Mom yeah, and pop. Yeah, sister, oh, okay. niece, nephew, oh. whole family. Dope, and yeah. what did mom and dad do? Mom worked at Comcast, which was great for the cable. We had every channel, oh, nothing to worry wow. about. Oh, wow. Did she yeah. commute in every day? Yep, yep. She's the one who taught, well, her and my dad, of course, taught me about the train and how to use it. Oh, cool. I feel like I began, the first time was when I was 13, and I went to my aunt's house for a sleepover for my cousin. And, uh, and like, I'm on the train by my damn like, self. Yo, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm That's ready, crazy. baby. So, uh, yeah, that was the first time. But yeah, mom would drive down to the train station park and just take the train because the building, the Comcast building was right there right where there. the train is. So it was nothing. And this was before the new one was built, of course. She first worked locally when I was younger. 
promoted to another spot and then promoted to Philadelphia where the clothespin is and oh, then the cool. new building was built. So then she's there. Where? And what about Padre? Dad did dad did a whole bunch of uh, jobs and dad also had an interesting lifestyle with me as a child mm. and my family. So with my father, he struggled with addiction. Mm. So there was a lot of in and out, back and forth with him. But what I can always applaud my dad on was that it wasn't the typical story. It wasn't, you know, the type of thing where I came home and my things were missing or my things were stolen. It was always just his trial. He was really struggling with something and he didn't want it for it to affect us. Mm. Now, I know it was different for my mom than it was for me, obviously. Right. But, um, but through it all, it was, it was continually this journey that growing up, I wasn't aware until I reached a certain age. Yeah. I was just always like, why? Is everyone angry? Why is everyone upset with him when he will come back? Because I'm just wondering where he went. But I'm not informed. You're just so stoked when he comes back. back And I'm like, oh, dad's here, and everybody's angry, and I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm like, she should be happy, right? (laughs) But um, so it's a unique story with my dad. But that's what I appreciate a lot about it. But um, yeah, lots of different jobs with him. He's a cook. He always cooks. So he do that. But he also worked with the deacon of our of his church. Um, who owned this appliance company. So he would help with like moving and running the shop and all that type of stuff. So Pop was, he was doing what he had to do to make it work. Always. His work ethic was incredible and that's what he instilled in me. That's dope. Uh, It's cool too that you can that you can see it from a different perspective. You know, yeah, it, I think that was the thing about it too, growing up is I was able to form it in that way because I was informed in that way. Yeah. My parents definitely sheltered me from certain things growing up that I realized after I reached a certain age. Right. And it was, it, it was to allow me to have the child that I have and to dream the way that I want to dream. And thus, again, when I'd be confused about why everybody was angry and then later I learned and I would become angry because then he would leave and I would know why now. You know, yeah. but and it would be a different response, and thus it caused the relationship to change in the sense that now he sees that I'm not the same child in this corner the same way. Like I'm still rooting for you, but I'm affected now. I know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. I read Kevin Hart's autobiography um, recently, and he was talking about his dad struggling with different aspects of addiction, and and as a young man. Um, and is a very fortunate person to, you know, my pops was around and, you know, didn't struggle with anything like that, mm-hmm. per se. Um, every family has their own issues, but, you know, different, yeah, totally. different strokes, different folks is um, it just cha- the reading Kevin Hart's the way he was the difficulties that come with something like that with yeah. it sound, sounds in a somewhat similar vein, like you said, of these aspects of forgiveness and as a young man how much you look to your father for things and then and to not fully grasp why the why behind it until later and then being able to perceive certain events in retrospect that then it kind of makes sense in a roundabout sort of way exactly that that i but it it sounds um like you you've you've done a good job of being able to sort of for forgive him or, or sort of you know come to grips with that yeah so. yeah and he's actually been really good at, he i mean i guess when you're addicted you always have that they consider it a disease yeah uh but he hasn't relapsed he hasn't done anything in a while he's been like completely great so we've been in our relationship has 
strengthened and grown and expanded, you know? So Dude, everything's super cool. As a grown man, how trippy is it to like get to know your dad yeah, as like so, a person? It's, it's so weird. It's like, <laughs> Yo, it's because so I still weird. have this, like my parents always said this thing of, uh, when I was younger, of course, stay in a child's place. That was one of the things. Yeah, oh, like, really? If you're, if you're asking a question or if you're in some type, somebody's business or adults are talking and you're like, wait, what? Blah, blah. It's always, you need to stay in a child's place. Oh, wow. So when that's instilled in me and I'm no longer a child, but I'm with my dad, <laughs> Yeah. I'm your child. <laughs> exactly. So like even with my sister, you know, she's older than me, but she curses and like we're next to my mom and I'm just like, oh. Mom's mom I'm expecting snap? mom to be like yeah. hey. But she doesn't say anything and I'm like, oh yeah, we are adults. Yes. But still I'll just be like, I'll be singing songs in the car, you know, with my mom. Yeah. And I'm like bleeping out words. <laughs> like, I just can't curse up whatever because I'm scared. But the same thing with my dad. You know, they, it's true. So you're a grown ass man, but still there's that strange. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna it's respect. It's yeah. so it's so installed. It's like it's in me. You yeah. Know? Even with my other friends and their parents, I will not curse in front of them. Yeah. And like they're cursing in front, and they're like making jokes together, and I'm just like, yo, that 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 stuff is crazy, man. That's some crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff right there, y'all. I just can't. It's just it, it, I don't know. That stuff. Ooh, that right. stuff. Well, is what? Crazy. What the freak? What? What? Get the heck out of here. That's crazy. What? Nah. You got you got that that respect vibe, man. Yeah. So, yeah um, I gotta keep it there. I'm, keep it I'm there. with you. Okay. So so young Marcus growing up in Norristown. You, you know, mom doing her thing, pop doing his thing. You got the older sis. Um, you know, around maybe let's say middle school age or, or even young Marcus. What's what's piquing your fancy? Are you on the art shit early? Are you oh, yeah. are you a sports guy? What, what's oh, no. what's young Marcus getting into? Okay, what's there to so, do in town? Well, Marcus was never in with sports. Uh, <laughs> dance was my sport, if anything. But dance, of course, it wasn't so? considered a sport then. Right. Uh, young Marcus was was dealing with identity as far as my sexuality, as far as uh, what's expected of me as a boy. And as, in Norristown and too. And in Norristown, small town, small you know. Town. And again, those things don't click when you're in it, you know, especially when you're young. Bro, I feel you. So, and you you don't quite understand it too because it's not like you have a, a huge community of folks in the same boat. Exactly. So exactly, it's just like this this feeling, you know, and then. A, 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 a sort of debate of am I going to be honest to it or am I going to submit to it, explore it, or do I need to be pushing this to the side? And then even before thinking that, you don't know what it is. Exactly. You're, you're just following it. Wait, so can you, that's fascinating. Can you elaborate on that in the sense of your, because I think that is such an important mess. I'm from a small town as well where yeah. you just didn't have communities of people that, that were allowed to think differently, otherwise that you were ostracized. How did you, what what was maybe a a really significant marker or an event that triggered you to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace this, or say, I'm gonna push this off mm. until, until I'm out here. Let's Do you see. Ma- I'm sure there were some definitive moments. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a few. Yeah. Uh, there were times where I, I feel as though I was always encouraged in my creativity. My dad, my mom, they always. That's like, dope. I remember. First grade, I was even awarded like an arts award in my, my elementary school. Yeah, you're on they, it they, early. Yeah, like, and, and, and the funny thing is, like, you know, you only keep certain memories as a child. And I remember seeing it hanging up at the like wherever we were. I don't remember where we were. I was a child, 
But I remember seeing it hanging up, and it was like in our honor, uh, a few of the other students. And I remember how delicious the chocolate chip cookies were. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's Mind funny. you, I'm like six. So that's like, I'm just like, <laughs> this okay, is this is great. Shit, my though, parents yeah. are telling me, like, look, you made that. It's yeah. hanging up here. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. These chocolate chip cookies are so good. Are there any more? Uh, Do you, so, what was the award for? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was just like a, an outstanding arts award oh, from the school. That's yeah. cool. Which was crazy. I mean, and again, you don't know it. But then I think that started to put. Maybe that's why my parents were able to support me and say, okay, you're onto it. Yeah. Like, do your thing. You know, we trust in it. So that was cool. But um, I've always been into art. I've, I, it was always my focus. And then dance. Like, I've always danced in front of the TV for with, music With these visual arts, with this music? Visual what, what arts, was it? drawing. Uh, mostly drawing. I love to draw. Oh, okay. Most. Yeah, yeah. So, and my dad would teach me little things. Like, he had this certain graffiti thing he would draw. Oh, and, uh, But my mom, when she was younger, she was a performer as well. Mm. So that... That kind of, I feel, was like the fusion in a sense. But um, so, yeah, it was always in me growing up. So I was creative in that sense. I was known to be creative. But I knew that something was different about me. Like I knew something wasn't the same as other people. Yeah. And, and, and thus, the moments where I'm facing things such as, you know, public school and, and dealing with other types of boys and realizing I'm not into sports. I don't like that. Yeah. But, you know, I love to dance. Missy Elliott's new song comes out. I want to make a new dance move like to it right now. Yeah. Choreography. Mario released just a friend video. I'm trying <laughs> to learn the whole I want to learn the whole thing. I just always love to perform and I knew I always loved art. Uh, moments where I feel as though it was like a, okay, you know what? I'm doing me. I was always confronted by people. And it would be in ways where some people would want to fight me or I, try to antagonate me. Or it would be in ways where people were just like questioning. That country hood shit. Exactly. Man. exactly. It, it, it gets violent real quick. That's Marcus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way it goes right away. Yeah. And I remember one time that I felt like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do me was when I was walking down the street and I put this, this outfit together. And it was with uh, a blue leather jacket that I found in the basement closet. And I think it was either my mom's or my dad's, but it fit me. And it was, it was, it was just like a, a bold, I don't want to say cobalt, but like that pop blue. It, 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 it meant business. It meant business. It meant and business. I put a little look together oh. and I was just walking down the street, going to go to the store. And mind you, I had to be like 11 or 12. And uh, I didn't care. I just felt fly. I yeah, felt fresh. Yeah. And one of my friend's uh, stepfather was at the door and they're like, Marcus, hey, yo, Marcus. And I turn around. He's like, did your parents dress you? You dress yourself? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I dress myself. He was like, you got style like that? And I was like, yeah, man, I, just, I liked it. I like the jacket. It's cool. He was like, all right, I see you. And that's when I was just like, yeah, man, if I'm getting, like, it made me see an appreciation from a completely different generation, from a level of, like, again, I'm taught to stay in a child's place. So I look at that as a, it's, I have a certain respect to this person. And for them to say to me, like, oh, I like what you're doing. Look at what yeah. you're doing, man. It was like. I'm going to be me. I don't care what these other people are saying. And the, and the other people that are saying things, I already don't care about your opinions. We don't have anything in common. Right. So why would I validate or value what you're saying to me right now? hundred. It sometimes it only takes, it's crazy, right? It was one guy's, one friend's dad said one thing offhand a comment, but it's enough. It's, it can be so powerful that it mm. sticks with you. Mm -hmm. And now as an educator, you know, yourself, you probably realize that I think about that out being like, you never know it can be this one little gem that mm. in a small town when it feels like you might be, you know, a lone wolf doing your own thing, one grown man to say, Marcus, keep it up. Like you're doing something right. That right. it's like, 
ah, that's like just enough to kind of keep doing it. Exactly. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. To push you to that next. Yes. Thing, you know? Okay. So, so you're into the, you're into the art tip early. Boom. We're going through middle school. Um, and so let's say let's say beginning of high school. Um, what what sort of outlets do you have in a in a country hood town like like Norristown to to pursue to express yourself? What are you getting into? So high school, I think, is where photography picks up. Uh, I remember our, our departments at the school were, de- were separated into like, you know, business, science, visual, performing. And initially I wanted to do performing. But when I spoke with my dad, he was just like, uh, I don't know, you might want to do visual. And I think he was a little hesitant because he, and he was correct in a sense, but he was also incorrect in another sense. <laughs> he was correct in the sense of me thinking I was going to get into it and it was going to be the kind of performance I want to do, like hip hop and like mm. the music videos and commercial, whatever. Uh, and then also he was correct in that it was more theater and I wasn't looking to do theater. Really? The acting Not, and stuff at the time wasn't? I... I love acting, and I was doing. I've done plays and everything. Like eighth grade in middle school, I was Kaniki in Greece, and I had the same Greece lightning. Oh, so, all that stuff. But it wasn't doing it for you at the time. It's not that it dance. wasn't doing it for me, but it wasn't like what I what I knew as far as like this was me choosing my high school career. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I, I know I want to study my art, and or, or I want to study my dance. I know one or the other, and I never cool. had dance classes, so for it to not be exactly in line, it's like theater. Yeah, I'll get a little jazz step maybe. Yeah. But, it's not exactly what I want, whereas visual, I would be able to just completely go forward with it. It was that sort of decision making. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the visual department and I'll just keep working on my dance on my own the way I've been doing. I'll keep, you know, learning my choreography through music yeah. videos. I was always self-taught with dance. And so with the visual, is this more, or is this you're still, you're still doodling drawing or is this more photography at this point? So the visual, what, what the classes were offering were traditional arts. So we were still drawing and oh. doing large scale portraits and things. And my art was getting... To a really good level. I felt as though I remember, again, I was still winning awards and doing different, like, you know, student exhibitions and things okay. uh, for my drawings. And, um, but yeah, it was more so traditional art. But this was around the time MySpace was introduced. Okay, I remember that time. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it was eighth grade when I first got one, but ninth grade is when it was like, okay, I'm about it, like, to do did this. Did you thing. like pimped out like all your like oh, original man. It shit? It was like, yeah. that was when I first started learning coding, yeah. HTML, you guys, like CSS, behind the scenes. Yeah, and... everything. I'm like, oh, I'm about to tear this up. Like, I'm gonna these little profiles? No, I saw some great things, so it made me think I need to learn how to do this. And that's always kind of been my, my uh, approach to things that interested that's me. It's huge. So, First was the photos. That was the first thing that I could do to express myself. So I'm like, all right, I'm not about to do this whole duck face hand above the head. Yeah, yeah, I need to come up with really cool images. So I started playing with self-timer and putting like outfits together, like standing behind dumpsters, like a little grungy emotive type of stuff, like all types of things. And when I would post it, my friends would respond to it because everybody else has like, of course, the cutesy little stuff, like photo bucket type of images. And I posted, and then other friends would be like, oh, you have to photograph me. You have to shoot me. You got to shoot my pictures. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So that's when uh, the whole portrait interest started to pick Interesting. up. Interesting. Yeah. And you're exploring with the self-portraits. Yeah, self-portraits and the portraits of others, oh, as well cool. as graphic design and coding. So like all of these things started to muster up there. And then in school, there was a photo department, but that's when I decided to go to the tech school that I now work at. And there they had the digital photo and the studio and everything, as well as all the other visual communication so I was like this is just this will be perfect so I didn't get to do photography at the high school as much as I was doing it at the tech school so so talk to me about did you transfer to the tech school how did so you the tech get school, the, over there the tech school works 
in in conjunction with the high school. Oh, it's almost like uh, you do all your academics at your regular high school, and then the other things such as gym or art or whatever you have as a, mm. as an elective or extracurricular would be replaced with your time at the tech. So you just split the day. Oh, gotcha. So first half you get the academics out of the way. Second half you do the second the fun half you stuff. go and just focus all on art. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it was pretty cool in that sense. Uh, but so you're starting to you're starting to really actually get into it then at that point because the second half of your day you yeah. to actually jump into it. Yeah, totally. Oh, and it cool. was still exercising traditional arts as well, but that's that's where I think I started my my ideas of fusion. That's when I was like, okay, if I do a photograph mm. and if I draw that photograph, or if I actually cut the photograph in half and draw the sec the bottom half of it and then bring graphic into it, like oh, all of that starts to form. That's dope, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mixing the media kind of mixing. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Okay, so so then let's let's fast forward a little bit to end of high school. You've been doing the multimedia stuff. I know you went to U Arts, mm -hmm. um, and represent. represent. So, so at this point, where are you in the sense of you? If you know you want to do art, how are you? Is is, is it ever conflict that you have to ha that you have that with your parents? Is that do you have that conversation where you say, guys, you know what, you're. Your young man is. I'm gonna go do my own thing, and they say, "What about the whole doctor lawyer?" <laughs> mm, <nah. laughs> so what's cool is with with while still pursuing art. If I take you to the end of high school, where I am right now, I've started a blog in a magazine called Skeleton Magazine at this point, uh, which began as a blog that would be like style and just you know my own tidbits about this and that. Uh, but developed into a magazine where I cover locals in Philadelphia and their style and their approaches to expression and things like this that began there. Uh, and that's where the fusion of graphic design and photography uh -huh. and uh, working with people and portraits and everything started to come together in that sense. You know, it was a, finally a place where I said, oh, here's a way to do everything I love yeah. right here. So I started that with my, uh, my friend at the, or we're still friends, but <laughs> at, the at, time, at the time, my friend, yeah. uh, Kamisha. So we started that and we would do like, a, it was a, she's obviously female, so we would have our perspectives of male style, female oh, cool. style, so we would reach that market. Um, as far as school, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm graduating with a 4.1 GPA. Oh shit. You know, Get he's out a nerd, here. he Yo, likes it. that's a sub. But, um, You're probably yeah. killing those media photo classes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. I was, I was, oh, I even went to a competition, they put me into a photo competition. I played, I played silver regionally because it was, the way that they scored it and the way that they did it was like in this super technical way and the team that won, they do it every year oh, yeah, so they know them. the rubric, yeah, it was that, like whatever. whatever. But um, but yeah yeah totally doing all of that um, and 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 still keeping my dance up on my own still learning all the choreography having my own teams or not like full on teams but just working with friends just yeah. making our own routines when we go to little parties absolutely and busting and it out like that. yeah so looking at um, colleges I was choosing between Parsons in New York and then the U Arts and mm. for Parsons of course it was I'm ready to go to New York let's just do this right. photography focus boom U Arts it was just that they offered dance as well as the visual school and I could take electives and dance and finally see what it's like to get some training or to get mm. uh, my foot into the door as far as networking or navigating that field so that's what ultimately won my interest. I applied for both and luckily got accepted into both, but I was just like, I'm gonna do UArts, it's amazing. Plus they offered me a beautiful scholarship. That and helps. Then they, oh yes, it helps. <laughs> and then uh, 
and I knew it was just like, okay, it's, it's again, it represented that fusion. It, was, it offered me everything I needed for all of my dimensions. You know? What were those auditions like? Nerve-wracking? Well, luckily, I didn't have to do any dance auditions because when you do a dance audition, that's because you're going into the school of dance. And I was going into the school of visual art. Oh. But I knew I could go. When we chose our electives, I could say, hey, let me get some classes. Oh, that's what's up. Right. So then you submit a portfolio or something? Yeah, we had a portfolio review. Uh. And that's what the tech school definitely prepares you for. Plug as a teacher. Yeah, plug as a teacher. I see you. You know, you yeah, know. what's up? It totally uh, prepares you for that in the sense that, you know, we know how many pieces and what types of pieces are being looked for. So when I walked in there, I, that's what I focused on my entire junior and senior years at the tech was making sure that this was well-rounded. And then I had the magazine as well to oh, show them what cool. else I was developing. So right away, I got offered a promising promising artist award along with my scholarship that they offered me and then throughout the years I got like a faculty recommendation award and like all of these different awards that I'm super humbled and blessed by but for me again that's like a, a note to both of my parents and their work ethic and what they instilled in me but that's what I was always driven and loved to do so that's my fun you know yeah. it was just always like oh I love to do this this is I want to make a magazine I want to I want to master my space layouts I want to do that right. so that I can just express myself at the utmost yeah. so when I'm getting these things I don't see it as like I'm trying to do this for this award it's just me doing my thing but people are recognizing and seeing something it's life's sort of way of saying Marcus you're doing something right right you know right. you're you're giving energy out and it's it's interesting how sometimes life when you're really doing what, what you're meant to do and it's having an effect, you aren't even doing it for the awards, that's when they really start to come in because yeah. people are saying, oh man, this just feels genuine, this feels authentic. Yeah. And mom and dad are cool with it? They said they're cool oh, with you yeah. doing oh, the art so show? So here's this thing. I feel as though sometimes my mom... They both expect me to be famous. I like because they, mom is they, a Comcast lady. That's pretty, you know, yeah, traditional. She, she yeah. Is, yeah, 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 totally. Oh, but they're they're super uh, creative. Okay. Again, dope. my mom was a performer. She oh. was a part of a group in, back in the day. Okay, so she trays. she got it. She gets it. Yeah, my cool. dad again. He he. He was a hustler back in the day, so yeah. you know. But he, again, he would teach me different drawing and all these different things, and he just supported me no matter what. My That's dad was always dope. awesome as far as uh, you know, encouraging me and being like, "I'm super proud of you. Just do what you're doing." You know, my mom That's as well. Huge. But um, when I remember there was one time my mom pulled me in and just asked me, "Okay, so what's your plan?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to school for photography. I want to study photography. I'm going to be a, a world-renowned photographer." And she's like all right, but do you have a backup plan? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, like, what if the whole art thing doesn't work out the way you think? And I said, it's going to work out the way I think. <laughs> yeah. Having a backup plan is almost admitting that it, exactly. you're not going to do it. Exactly. It's almost like telling your brain, all right, we're going to try it, but... Exactly. It, I'm like, Ma, you, you don't have to worry about that. You can't. You got to go in 100%. Mm -hmm. As soon as you have that little backup plan, you're just like, so there's a chance it might not work. You have to say, no, Oh, it's it, going to work. It's got to work. <laughs> it's going to work. No matter what. It may be a hard journey. It exactly. May be, it may be a few hurdles but it's gonna work there's Damn. no backup plan Dude. the backup plan is to reinforce the reinforce the first plan marcus that's dope it's also really cool that you were had so much conviction from the jump because that's what cripples so many people is mm. i mean i'd love to be a writer but it's not practical or i'd love to do this but you know i should probably be a lawyer i want to do where where it doesn't feel like i'm not sure if it was because your parents kicked ass or you you got that the you know the world validation early or you just had enough um confidence to be able to carry you through the stride to 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 do it but that's so often um when i encounter folks there's some piece missing that they just they just don't have the 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 will to to give it the shot that it deserves yeah you know yes. and so it's really cool that you've from it sounds like even from the jump that there 
you've known you've kind of been on this path to manifest this this aspect of expression that yeah, you know that you've I feel kind of as been on. I've always been a dreamer. Yeah, and I've been encouraged to dream. Dude, so. that's huge. And now you, it's cool because you're giving back. Yeah, too. yeah, that, totally. That's and that's, a, that's what I tell them all the time too. I feel as though, again, like like when I told you this, told you about my friend's dad, who's like, yes. keep doing what you're doing. And when I see my students in class, I tell them every single day, I'm like, you are any and everything you want to be. Period. Period. And when even when they come in with their new sneakers, or yeah. new haircut, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you're sharp, huh? <laughs> oh, you coming through today, huh? Every single last one of them. And just to be another reinforcement of just just know that like. You're, 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 you're acknowledged. Yeah. You know, you're seen. I see you. Yeah, I see you. I see you. I see you. Okay, so, so you go to UArts, you're doing the photography thing, you're kicking some ass on the modern dance. What's college like for Marcus? Man, college is a playground, a roller coaster. It's, it's everything that I expected and more. It's, it's different than Norristown, huh? It's different than Norristown, but it's not a culture shock or anything because, again, every weekend I was coming to Philly. Oh, Every weekend, I was always around for right. that sense, so it that's wasn't right. like I couldn't handle it. And while in high school, we were doing our own trips into Philly more and more, we, we were preparing ourselves for the city, you know? Right. So it wasn't that much of anything different. Now it was like, oh, we live in here now. Yeah. Now I don't have to catch a, a plan my trip an hour ahead. Now I could just walk outside 15 minutes, oh, you know? Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was great in that sense. I was, again, exploring more things. Yes. I was, I was completely sober and everything until I turned 21. I already didn't do anything growing up, so I was like, growing up, of course, it's all around you. Right, right. But, um... Because I waited already and because it just didn't, I wasn't urged or, or pressured really to drink or do anything, I was just like, might as well just make it a monumental 21st birthday thing, you know? So while in school, I'm just focusing and like having a good time. Hitting a dance floor was all I needed. Having loud music was all I needed. That's you know, good dope. people, good energy is all yeah. I needed. So uh, I was DJing parties for friends. And again, I was like, I was that freshman who was accepted into the upperclassmen crowd, like right that's away. That's lucky. Which was crazy. Dude. Oh, especially so, art school, that's huge. Woo. Dude, tell me about it because I, I would different. see certain things they do to certain freshmen like freshmen would come to the parties then they get rejected or what well, it was stupid it was completely dumb but I'd be like uh, it was a whole thing yeah man. and it's funny because they'd be like my classmates and I was like oh snap <laughs> and they <come> like, <laughs> but Marcus they're like nope yeah, yeah. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> wait what do you think it was about you that was able to get the swag it out and get that respect early on I think that the fact that I've always been myself uh, especially early on and committed to just being 100% true to me mm. is what allowed other people to see like oh there's something about this guy you know and and already I was I, I stood out my style stood out yeah period yeah like I, I I initially I love to express myself in different ways and I love to explore things so it definitely stood out and that alone made people inquire and realize oh okay there's something going on here you know yeah. so it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to be like, oh, I don't know, because he's a freshman, he can't hang out. Right. It's a, and I, I already think that's stupid anyway. I had friends from everywhere. Absolutely. You know? uh, but I get it in that sense of, you know, when you're young and want to be college elitist. Of course. Whatever, you know, so I started when I first went to college, I went to BU in okay. Boston and I landed on this floor with all the arts kids and they have this really intense conservatory arts school mm -hmm. in Boston. I had no idea. I was there for like general studies bullshit and I ended up dating an actress mm -hmm. on the floor and we had a blast. She was amazing. But then I kind of through proximity became part of like the arts kids school yeah, thing. Yeah. And so peeping game being like, yo, art school is a next level as far as 
one like you said with substances and shit that's mm-hmm. like oh man so next level and then the parties and the costumes mm-hmm. and the culture where mm-hmm. and the competition and oh, the yeah. ego oh, yeah. i was like art school i it, i couldn't handle it man. it's, it's, it's a lot it's and, and crazy we would have those conversations because the, the comparisons would be when when people would have friends who went to like penn state or upenn or anything yes. like that they would be like oh you guys get to just go to class and draw like that's your assignment we have to study all these books and papers and yada 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 and we're just like you have no idea yeah. if that's what you think it is come 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 take one <laughs> yeah. class come take one class you know and then also we too have to study and do papers Absolutely. and all the academics. So don't think we have this like day where we're just drawing. We have days where we have to finish all of these drawings, but then also finish all of these photo studies and get those developed. We're, we're, we're printing our own photographs. We're developing our own film. We're doing all of these different things, staying in the dark room hours. I'm talking throughout the night, like 2, 3, 4 a.m. They extend hours for midterms and for finals. And it's like, this lifestyle is crazy. So like, it, it's it's always funny when you're from one side or the other side. Yeah. And you think of another Grass way. Grass is always greener. Always greener. Yeah. Always. But that, that whole dynamic has always been interesting to me. But yeah, art school has, it offers such an interesting perspective and it, it is itself a microcosm of what the world is when you step outside of yeah. it. You know, so I think it's, it's definitely one of those dense, dense uh, microcosms in my sense. Did um did four point one GPA Marcus carry on and be as focused in college as well to kick as much ass? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that kicked my ass were the eight thirty classes that oh. I had to get up for on my own because I also was working, uh, supporting really? myself. Yeah. So I would DJ parties Friday night and then have to be at work at like ten a.m. Saturday morning. What was the job? Uh, I worked at Urban Outfitters. Really? Yeah. The one down near the shipyard or the one uh, down the one Center on City? Walnut. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Retail. There. Retail started out. I worked at Kanga Pressure uh, my last year in high school. Transferred to Walnut when I went to UArts and then spent a lot. Lot of years there and that's when I met a few people from home office and then I got really good with the team there I even ended up photographing um, for the Instagram account at Mad Decent ended up on stage with Major Lazer, backstage what? with Diplo and the whole team like busting it up I'm just like what is going on that's but um nuts. so yeah I was always working hustling again it's that ethic you know yes so it was just classes certain times and just staying awake for like those six-hour labs or things like that but it, it never hindered me in the sense where I couldn't couldn't just get it together what? but I, did, I will say I was able to I knew that in high school I needed to get a 4.1 GPA I needed that because I wanted to get as much uh as much of an opportunity as I could get as far as scholarships, uh-huh. financial help, whatever. It's crazy you and recognize to get, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, I know what I want, so I need to do this. When I'm in college, I'm like, my GPA isn't as important as far as me creating awesome work right. to get people, jobs. People don't this. care. They're like, what's your, they're like, what can you, you take these photos? Right. It's like, yeah. okay, so you have this knowledge. Right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. So that didn't matter. So I wasn't as hard on myself like when like I knew like okay for this class that I don't even want to take but I have to take it for my electives right. and it's required I can get what I need to right. get I don't need to get an A plus you know but you're still focused you're still, but I'm still in it focused. you aren't just partying away you're, you're oh there God, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't be able to I'd be uh, so I wouldn't be able to okay that's what's up so then senior year rolls around you realize you're kicking ass you're doing the art stuff Where's your mind at now in college as far as the next step? Are you thinking, still going to itching to go to New York? Are you thinking, you know what, let me go back, live with mom and dad for a little bit and, and do art shit online? What, what's the plan? 
Senior year is here, and I'm working on senior thesis, which is still my magazine that I began in high the school. The Skeleton? Skeleton Magazine. Skeleton Magazine. So this is the first time I'm making like it in print. So that a couple of, I did two issues while throughout that time that was just digital. So this time it was in print, and I pitched it for my thesis, and they said, this is perfect, just do it. And I did and like all these different series, a hair series, focusing on different people. I did Fabio Costa from Project Runway. I did all these different things um, to develop it. So that was what I'm working on there. I now work at Nino Brand, who I remember while I was working at Urban, there was this internship opportunity, and I was just, I just knew I was about to get this internship. This is you feel mine. It? It's in the bag. Uh, I had books printed. I, my portfolio was ready. You know, I was ready. Like I was working with other friends in New York and everything. So I had stuff. I knew what I wanted to do. So I remember going to this thing and going through all these different levels and thinking like, wow, they're really going to do this. I remember getting invited to come and show the portfolio, sitting at a table with a bunch of other photographers brought in all around the country. Uh, and we're sitting there looking at everything and they pull out like three ring binders and like, you know, folders and everything. And then I started putting down like my books <laughs> that I have printed, like on blurb, but like, you know, hardcover books books with yeah. my photos and everything to show and they all just are like oh oh okay so the big foot there is I remember interviewing with them and showing them everything emails are coming in you made it to the next round you made it to the next round and finally they tell me I didn't get it and then the way that they tell me is like you're actually more advanced we would actually consider Stop. hiring you and then but doesn't offer me a job or anything like that. It's so frustrating. It's Those like, rejections. so why wouldn't you take me as an intern and then let me finish it out and then you hire me? That doesn't make sense. You have such major qualifications, but, but I, I'm always mm, like, fuck y'all, It's like, man. that doesn't make any Whatever. So that's going on. So I remember being kind of over it at that point. I felt like, okay, now, like, how? I don't think that I'm being offered any opportunity to grow the way I want to grow. Yeah. I'm trying to get into home office right now. Yeah. You know? And granted, I mean, that's super ambitious for me to be like a senior. But <laughs> right. like, I'm just like, I you want know what to you do want. this. Yeah. yeah. So I remember the owner of Nino Brand walks in one day and she, we knew each other from around Philly. And she's like the super cool chick, super cool designer with like the, the, the chic, all black and all white, mm. minimal style, like Rick Owens mm. asking everything. And we always loved each other and from afar because we never got a chance to really get together but she came in and she's like Marcus my dear and I'm like Bella how are you and right then and there she's like what's up how are you doing and everything we need to meet we need to, you have to come you have to come over this weekend come to the shop we have to talk and I'm like okay bet I'll see you and right there she offers me a job She's like, would what? you like to be the visual director here? Like, you know, do all the in-house photography. We can talk about the Instagram, everything. And I'm like, bet, that's exactly what I want to do. Let's just do it, you know? So I, I move on to there, and then that's where I'm working now. And I'm still doing my thesis for the magazine. And uh, as far as dance, <laughs> I infiltrated... I infiltrated the dance department. Um, the same way you say, you know, you were dating an actress, so you were able to kind of get yeah, into that absolutely. world. Absolutely. Uh, when I started dance, it was like I got pulled right into the dance world, and that's that's where you want to be if you want to go to the party. Yes, because you, you, you you busted down. Tr oh. Trust me, okay. So what was funny was again, I'm not in the school of dance. I'm in the school of visual visual arts. Uh, I was the first student to ever cross over from schools to be in senior pieces, which is like there. And as far as students. Those are the supreme pieces yeah. to be in. And then they have uh, the faculty pieces, which are like, uh, I'm trying to think of the exact term. They have them in the spring and they have winter. Spring, it's coming. Oh, it's the term. I want to say pod, it's not a pod. Spring, well, whatever. 
It's a it's spring a it's something. A faculty, it's a faculty concert. Oh, okay. It's the one where they, they get guest choreographers and the, the, the professionals that teach you are the ones that choreograph these pieces. So it's like a big show. It's at the Merriam on Broad Street. Oh, it's always huge. And I was pulled for a few of those shows. And it was like, you're not even in the school of dance and you are beating the dance majors yeah to, and, and then like being a featured dancer in the piece not just like add them into the back and that to me felt good because like that was a part of why i chose this school because i right. knew i could explore both of my passions you know yeah so uh i'm dancing hitting just trying to collect my accolades here i'm like look i'm just gonna leave, make a name so um uh my plan is now new york i know i want to go to new york and um that was what was on my mind. That's what I'm preparing for. That's what I'm looking for jobs for. This was also me pausing the magazine because I was really pursuing this and everything and getting a lot of attention and, and also met one of the guys during a portfolio review from a self-publishing company in, in New York and he took one with him, asked for one because he wanted to take it on his travels and pitch it mm. and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I could really get my magazine, like get into the publishing game. Yeah. But I also knew what that meant as far as what I had to build and develop. And and knowing that I'm coming fresh out of school and what my goals are, I need to have a job to support it right now. And that was just too big of a risk to take yeah. at that time. So that's when I said, okay, I'm going to just uh, let that magazine hibernate for a while and uh, began my job hunt in New York, but for similar things that I'm doing uh, or was doing at Nino Brand, you know, shooting and, and creative directing, different, uh, you know, visual outputs and outcomes. So um, now I am approaching graduation uh proud to be the first or one of the first in my family's both mom and dad's side to graduate from college so that was great oh dog it was emotional i cried yeah they Hell handed yeah. it to me and i cried on stage they got Hell it on yeah. photos but i wouldn't take back one tear you know it was great it felt amazing it felt amazing the pride i like it was great it was so great um and now I'm job hunting and I get hired in New York, uh, which was a little bit of a journey, which was good, which is what I expected. Uh, but I get hired in New York at this place called Shop Jean at the time, huh. e-commerce. It was like pretty much if you could shop Tumblr. Yeah. That's what it was. And it was different from my style because I'm coming from Nino brand, which is like now sleek, all black, you know, or all white or, or muted colors with these cool cuts to go into like checkerboard outfits and neon and like all this crazy Tumblr, cyber internet type of oh, millennial damn. craziness. And what was the job? Uh, I was going for product photographer, but throughout my course there, I got promoted into director of photography. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was really crazy. It was really cool. An amazing learning curve. An amazing experience. Uh, Do you, you move to New York? You're like, up, move you moved straight to New York right after graduation. And where, where in New York? Harlem. You're in Harlem? Harlem, 128th. 128th. And how much are you paying for the apartment? So I had a deal. I moved in with my partner at the time. And uh, the apartment, it was a small studio apartment that was perfect for us. It was wonderful, whatever. It was in a brownstone. Uh, but we had a deal. It was 600 a month. So we split it. It was 300 each. It was nothing. It literally was nothing. That's Everything dope. included. That's dope. Everything included. It was nothing. Okay, so you're living with your partner, 128th. Yeah. Paying nothing for a nice little studio. Boom, living me and Harlem. Life. Living the life. You're doing the director of photography. Mm-hmm. And... Are you digging it? Is this everything you ever dreamed of? Or once you start working the job, you say, wait a minute, this isn't quite what it's cracked up to be? What's so, the, the way that I became director of the photography was a bit of a journey, and it was kind of fast, but it also was a part of their explanation as to why they hired me. 
because um, I remember when I was going up for the job, I was put up against another photographer who was a pro at product photography. Mm. But they saw that I had interests and abilities as far as portraits, everything. Yeah. So I think that was a, an attribute to them knowing, like, okay, we want him because this is what we want eventually, you know. But they had to put me through the fire a little bit. Um, I'm still dancing after the the same. People, the faculty that would pull me for the pieces in school, they asked me to join their company. So I'm, I'm now a professional company dancer, which is crazy. At the same time? That you're uh, at the same the time. Yep, so I'm still catching the bus back to, uh, to Philadelphia you're for rehearsals. That, that Chinatown bus? That China bus. That China bus, Get baby. One on 20 East Broadway, shout out. <laughs> $12 round trip, what's yeah, up? Yeah. Wait, okay, so how do you swim both of those Marcus do you have a clone that sounds insane yeah I, wish. Yeah, I mean again that's why I always attribute to uh, being younger living in Norristown and every weekend going to Philly and it was just instilled like it's nothing to travel because those times in which some people may look at oh two hours of sitting there yeah. to me that was two hours of either a long time meditating can't move can't go anywhere I'm, I'm with myself I can think mm -hmm. uh, or two hours of most frequently taking a nap. Taking a nap, exactly. Or it's a quick two-hour two nap. Oh, yeah, yeah, it feels great. You wake up like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Or two hours of editing, two hours of right. importing photos, two hours of anything that I can do because that's just how I look at my time. Right. And that's how I've been sort of nurtured, you know? Every time I had to go somewhere or do something, I'm always on the move, so I utilize what I have. Uh, so it was really... I won't say it was nothing for me because, of course, there are some times, you know, Saturday I just had an amazing time in New York at a party and now Sunday I got to prepare myself to get up and go to Philly for rehearsal and then yeah. come back to go to work on Monday that it gets a little bit like, uh, yeah. right, I'm tired. But then I think about how every single time I would be like that dragging feeling, you know, I, I'd still feel like I was in autopilot. I'm still going to walk myself to that train. I'm going to catch that bus. I'm going to have my two hours, take a nap or whatever. And then when I get into that space, I re I'm reminded as to why I love to do this. Yeah. Every single time I get into the rehearsal space, every single time they drop the beat, it's super loud. We're on the floor. The energy's live. It's like, I wouldn't do anything. I, yeah. what, I'm going to be home right now taking a nap. Like, Absolutely. man, fuck that. I'd rather be here right now. Like, let's let's kick this shit. Let's just dance. Let's let's let it all out and hop right back on the bus, go to sleep there, go back home, go yeah. to sleep there, and wake up and go to work. Like, yeah. it's, it's beautiful because, again, it's me exploring everything I love to do. It's not like uh, I'm going back to Philly to go, like, you know, fix cars, and that's not exactly. my passion. I'm going back to Philly to, to pursue dance, and it is an incredible opportunity I've been afforded going to school for photography, ending up in a dance company. So it's like, I, if anything, I can, I can give that. I can give that back to the passion, to that, to that, to that opportunity. Yeah. So then how does that, that, that chapter in New York come to an end? So that happens, ha, the job. They are developing an LA place that they wanted to be bi-coastal which made me raise my eyebrow because I'm like, we're in e-commerce. And their argument was, oh, we would have a lot of opportunity over there. You know, we have a fan base or whatever. And I'm like, we are not a store. We are online, so we're everywhere. Yeah. I don't get it. So that already made us raise our eyebrows. And conditions there were controversial. There's like, there's gotcha. articles and things that were released about how, what it was like to work there. And it was definitely a journey that I wouldn't trade. It, 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 meaning it was really tough, or meaning the management was strange? Or our manager was, the owner of the company was 23 years old. 
Oh, wow. Granted, and it did, and how old are you at this point? 22? Probably 22, 23, around the oh, same wow. age. So, and, and, but her mindset was, again, it's like a Tumblr type of store, so it's very internet millennial type of thing. Yeah. So if there was ever any bad press, like there was one time she posted something on Instagram, it, super social media oriented, the whole, the whole company, the whole thing. Um, but things would get to her in that overdramatic kind of way we're upset or having a meeting over comments on an Instagram, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. So those sort of conflicts would arise. But again, I know to navigate things in the best way that I can. Um, but they're doing this like shady stuff that, well, we considered it shady. We were just like, these girls yeah. are getting shady, girl. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, girl. <laughs> yeah. But we already knew that this was us getting our start with New York too. We weren't planning to work with Chef Jean for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So we already knew like, all right, girl, I think it's time for us to start planting some seeds elsewhere. Right, right. Um, so eventually they finally did announce that they're going to be moving to New York and closing the New York office. So they laid all of us off for the mm. most part. Well, yeah, everybody pretty much got laid off and um, gave us our severance pay. And it was all good because we already were starting to plant our seeds. So we knew it was, something was up. Um, but as that was going, I was just doing my freelance gigs and me and my partner were staying together. But then issues arose with his working and then that changed where our living situation was and then things where our landlord where she sold her building and had to move into the building that we were living in that she started changing things around there so now we gotta look for a new spot so you got all these changes everything going on. started to just shift at one time and it was like okay and then with my dance company performance season was picking up like this so rehearsals are getting up there and it became a lot of me spending a lot of time in philly for rehearsal for performance and everything going back to new york and still trying to connect dots right so then it became I think that we're going to have to split this up as far as me and my partner and I'm going to have to go back to Philly for this time. So that's when I went back to Philly and I was able to do the dancing and, and pursue all of that, but I'm still freelancing and things started to get a little tough. That's when the journey started to get a little rough because it's like, okay, I get a good job here and luckily I'm with family. So my finances weren't crazy as far as what I have to pay but I still have things I need to pay yeah and I still have things I need to build so I'm working on these connecting connecting the dots and, and I'm happy that I've afforded the networks I've had but it started to get to me at a point where doubt starts to come in or Absolutely. you have to start considering like oh am I gonna have to go back to Urban Outfitters you, and when I mean, the money gets tight it yeah. starts to fuck with your head yeah man. totally and then luckily that's when I was asked to come and speak to the technical high school and I spoke to the students and they're like oh man we love how they respond to you what do you think about subbing three days a week and I'm like three days a week sounds like a pretty solid freelance yeah, right here, yeah let's do it so that came through and that was perfect and then that allowed me to put a little bit more of um of of ignition behind my freelance work and my projects because now I have this funding to get me to New York and to do these exactly. projects and buy what I need to do and it started to just pick everything back up and uh, amidst all of this different things are happening my my relationship ends with on a on a I don't want to say a sour note, but on a mutual understanding, like this is it difficult, we're not together right now. Like it's, we need to build our own foundations in order to support each other. So yeah. this isn't going to be the time. And I lost my uncle that summer. So my family is going through these different changes and conflicts are arising and, and experiencing just situations that happen in life but now at this age and at the at an awareness you know mm -hmm. so it's taking different tolls but again i'm trying to make sure i navigate things the way that i've always known how you know not to be taken under but to also not uh, avoid or evade what i feel right right yeah so while all this is going on again the schooling helped me to get back onto a more consistent footing 
And, and eventually summer comes and they're telling me the opportunities of me coming full time and that's when everything starts to wrap around and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be good. Word. Yeah. As far as now that you've been able to kind of hit your stride, obviously, you know, things are popping on social yeah. and, and, you know, you're teaching full time. Um, what, what recommendations do you have for people that are, um, fuck even myself included that are trying to get a little bit more traction either on social or find like you said freelance gigs i mean first of all content i think is king and you you're just a dope photographer you make oh. you make dope shit Thank so you. like let's get that out of the way like that has to be the first and foremost is you got to make cool stuff right how have you been able to now that you you know that your quality's there you've put in the hours your 10,000 hours boom hustling three four you know a.m in the morning you are yeah. it's you know dancing taking the butt you've put the hustle in now how have you been able to get get it out there in an effective way get people to really vibe with it so again i think a lot of what attributes to that is that I put a lot of honesty and, and, and um, genuine intent into what I do. Mm. And I think that that resonates um, more than if I was to put a lot of hope for popularity or, or mm. grand response. And I've been working on that mentally and, and, and studying it or paying attention to how that works in space for a very long time. And I think uh, when I say a very long time, even when before I knew that I was paying attention to it, uh, like with MySpace and my friends wanted me to photograph yeah. them and everything, I knew that there was something happening, you know. Uh, so with that, making, like you said, making content that you really are truly behind because that's what ultimately matters. Mm. Uh, because without that, I mean, what, what, what do you want people to follow? Right. What do you want people to grasp onto? And uh, that has always been key for me. I also pay a lot of attention. I love the idea of studying different platforms. So with like, like MySpace again, oh, MySpace will always come mm -hmm. up. Uh, that was a new format, template, platform, everything for me to learn and then to express through. The same way I treated my body and style. That was a, a, a format for me to express through. So when, when Instagram came about, it was one that I had to study and say, okay, this is what, what is happening here. This is how this person does something. This is what they're doing. I don't want to be like that. I like what's happening here. Mm. I, don't let, I would do this a little differently, though. And you pay attention, and then you start to just push out the work the way that you envision it. And for me, I've always watched, like, okay, I'm not trying to, again, make stuff for Instagram or for an attention or anything. I'm trying to use that as a tool to share what I have. And, and, and paying attention also to strategy as far as reaching a crowd or reaching the right people. And I would look to, again, certain celebrities that would do interviews or do uh, certain, certain appearances or collaborations, and it would cause traction or, or cause the right kind of eyes to see it. And that's what I would pay attention to, you know? If I'm creating this work, where do I want it to live? Yeah. And who do I want it to live with? And even if it doesn't get uh, a million likes or a lot of attention, is it genuine and honest to what my intent is, period? Right. So that's always been a b behind uh, what, what, what I feel pushes it a lot. But also just paying attention to things. Like, and also what of my stuff is getting responded to the most? And that's where it can get a little tricky, though, because it, it starts to attribute to you knowing, like, okay, a lot of people are responding to this kind of thing, so maybe I should do more of that. And it's like, no, just have it be an understanding, you know? Be like, I know that people are into that. <laughs> cool, bang, cool. 
that shouldn't, shouldn't deter you from introducing something that you're into. And it's something that I still struggle with because I love shooting what I call streetscapes. And it's like landscapes, but of the street. It's like different houses or doorways or, or, or anything that I think is beautiful, but I know that a picture of me in my outfit today is gonna get more attention than it's a picture of you know, Pine Street. Right. And again, it will be something where it's like, you can, you can cause that to, to, to detour you because it's making you say, uh, people aren't really messing with this and I don't want for that one opportunity or that, uh, uh, that one editor to come to my page and see one post and be like, oh, he only got like 50 likes, he's not an influence, he's not doing anything. And it's like, no, in, the, in, in that reality, that editor's actually gonna see that image and say, oh, he's got an eye. It's more than just a, 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 an Instagram selfie. Mm. You know, he, he, he sees this. So that means he, he's speaking about more than just what's cool. And again, it goes back to not creating for Instagram I'm not creating for that, but creating for yourself and accepting that and then, and again, informing yourself of the response. Just like that one got 52 likes and your style put you got 500 likes, then that's just what that is. You know that your following pays more attention to your style, but keep pushing your, your streetscapes because then your following may pay attention to that or you gain a new following because of the streetscapes. Oh, I love the, I love the way he sees streets, you know? So I think it's just a matter of honesty and consistency and, that's and, important. and being true. That, though, that's huge, Marcus, and, and I agree with, with all of that, too. I think, um, like you said, honesty, consistency, and, and, and being aware of your audience and what, what they dig, but not necessarily letting it um, always dictate what you, what you put forward exactly. as well. Uh, and so what platforms right now kind of have your eye? As someone who is, who, who is fascinated by that space as well, yeah. where have you been spending your attention? Where have you been really getting some good traction? So... Instagram is literally like the number one app, period. Uh, already it's, it's, excuse me, it's, it's already geared towards all of my interests visually. It's a image-based app. Like, you know, I mean, come on, easy, <laughs> yeah, boom, that's yeah. right there. So, but along with that, it's been my website. And I've always been web-based from MySpace, from the blog to the magazine being digital until senior thesis. I've always been web-based. And even when I stopped the magazine, I always loved still web design and how to explore what, that, what those elements can come together and relay. So my website has actually been turned into a space for me to just play with layout, to play with text, to play with uh, sequence, to play with different things. And it's always been that way. I loved it. So those two platforms have been my main. And, and with Instagram, again, it's like a tool. I look at that as like my digital business card or a portable portfolio. So, that's a great, I think that's a great way to look at it, is a digital portfolio. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that happens there, and, and so much happens through Instagram. You can get, I've, I've been casted for Fashion Week through Instagram. I've been, I've reached to certain celebrities that I wanted to photograph through Instagram. Like, things happen to the point where I've told myself, this is a tool. Yeah. It's not just like, you know, a cute little fun thing. It, it's a tool. It's a tool. Wait, so talk about that a little bit about some, some folks that you found that, as inspirations that you've also been able to connect and work with. Yeah, it's funny, again, to bring up Kingsley, we talk about it and I say, I say, you know what? The fact that Instagram lives in this space where everybody has it, it's always in your pocket, and even celebrities are on it, what do we have to lose by just Nothing. sending out a DM and just being like, hey, I'm of this, I'm of that, and I'd love to do this with you, or I'd love to explore this idea. I mean, the worst you're gonna get is no response. So if you don't do it, guess what you don't get? No response. So why not just do it? 
And so I've been planting seeds in this way. And, I, and you, again, when you put out honest work that you believe in and that you trust in, you can stand behind it and say, look at my work. This is some of the things I'm working on I'd love to explore with you. So I remember uh, this one model, Dallas Wade. He was on America's Next Top Model. Mm. Uh, dreadlock, Instagram loves him. He has all these people just gawking over him. Mm. And he was coming into New York. And I'm like, hey, photographer here. I've seen your work. I think we could do some beautiful things. Uh, let me know if you have any time to meet up. And it took maybe like a day or so. And I just, again, a seed that I planted. And he responded. It was just like, oh, I love your work, man. Let's totally connect. Right then and there. And that, to me, was just like, Man, if you don't just go out here and say hi, hello, let's do some things to any and everybody, because it's it's nothing to lose, you know. And then also getting DMs where you're like, hey, we love what you're doing. Uh, we're doing a show, New York Fashion Week. Would you like to come to the casting? And it's like, all right, <laughs> tell me when and where. Yeah, like yeah. let's go. And then what's beautiful is like these are paid gigs. These are things that are just happening from me being consistent with the work and honest with the work that I'm putting out. You know. Yeah. And uh, and and being open and ready for those opportunities. So that's huge, and I want to dive into that. As as I do have some some you know folks who are upcoming creatives and photographers, especially since that you are really good at that. What what advice do you have for photographers that are, my brother is who's also an awesome photographer and is trying to be more consistent with posting on Instagram. How can he use that and think about it more as a tool? What have, what are some ways that you, you leverage Instagram to really get, get the message out there? So, uh, I think that the way to realize, especially with your photography, one thing is you have to be trusting in yourself and in your eye and your vision. And you have to be, you have to be comfortable with yourself, your eye, and your vision, because you're going to have to stand behind it and be comfortable exploring it. And and I think that with Instagram, it allows us to see so many different perspectives, you know. And again, the way that I study things, I pay attention. I just pay attention to what I may not consider to be. Uh, great art, but is getting crazy response. Yeah. Or I pay attention to what I love, and it's getting Nothing. no response. Yes. And I'm just like, people are crazy. And I think that's important to pay attention to because you can't equate numbers with quality all the time. It's not always the same. Think about it like <laughs> that's mainstream a gem. music and indie music. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, this this song is fun to bump to, but when you think about it, like it's just it's just glitzy. Yeah. But I'll show you this other artist and it's like, oh, it's loaded with so much and nobody's paying attention. So you don't want to associate it in that sense. Again, uh, you just want to be able to trust your eye and explore your eye and deliver your eye and understand that your eye is never uh, going to be complete or final. Your mm -hmm. eye is going to continue to evolve, you know, and it should and it should be informed and expand. So, so again, that's where I feel consistency comes into play and, and tying that into with the platform of Instagram comes into play. Mm. Because with that consistency, you're able to constantly push and explore because you're emptying your jar over and over right. so that you can now fill it up to empty and yeah. fill up. A lot of the times, and this is paraphrasing my one of my mentors, a lot of the times we try to hold on to what's in our jar to be like, oh, I'm only going to give a little bit like that. Yeah. you know. And it's like, no, if you don't empty your jar, then you have no room for it to be refilled. That's awesome. If you're holding Jim. on to that same stuff, after a while that stuff starts to get a little sour you know what i mean you have to empty that, that is jar a gem. it's true dude it's really true he says this to us about our dance when we're in the space he's like don't hold back with your energy with what you're saying you need to empty it and i always take everything he says can be applied in so many ways but that's yeah. how i took it creatively and he's like do every idea you have don't hold on to this idea because once you birth that idea you're allowing space for a new idea to evolve 
Marcus, you're dropping gems, my man. That's man. 100%. I believe in that. So so let's talk a little bit, too, about, um, you know, your your sort of overall vision when it comes to what – because I, I – I think one reason why I've struggled as an artist in the past is holding on to things. It was too precious. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, it's not that deep, put it out there. Mm -hmm. and, and that fear of judgment, things like that, that, like I said, can be crippling. And But unless you put yourself out there, then the world can't give you back that energy exactly. unless you release it. So what, for you, what is sort of... Um, What's next for you? What are some things that you've been working on? And when you see yourself sort of developing as an artist with the dance, with the photos... Um, I'm not sure if you want to shoot video, whatever it is. What's sort of down the pipeline for you? What are some things you're working on? So, again, I'm always into the ideas of fusion. And I think that relays a lot throughout my work and the things that I'm involved in. And I've been moving into motion more, which I feel ties everything in for me. Hmm. Uh, because, again, being a dancer, being a mover and, and a performer, and that... that adds elements of audio, it adds elements of, of delivery, it adds these different things that I love that can now be a part of film. And film is already visual and speaks to photography and the fact that every frame is a photograph. <laughs> uh, so that pulls that part of it in. And I've been exploring uh, film in motion uh, as I feel the, elevate, yeah, the elevation to my photography. Still photography, still captures, into motion captures now. So I've been working on a short film project that is, it plays with the lines of documentary, but also an art house approach. Mm. So it's sort of Harmony Corinne and how it will be um, put together and cut together. So the topics or the things that are being documented don't come off as super PBS special, sit <laughs> yes. down with the light, hello, how are you? Yes. Uh, but it, it and it doesn't come on too strong. You don't know what we're t discussing right away because you're just taking in this this experience. Only in reflection will you be able to say, "Oh wow, it, this film actually deals with identity and and boundaries of beauty, and and this film actually deals with topics that that weren't overbearing or overwhelming me." But I was able to say, "Oh whoa, I heard that perspective without knowing I was hearing that perspective." Mm. You know, it's like in that sense where I wanted to be hard to describe, but you're able to reflect and feel those elements, you know? Yeah. So I'm working on that short film. The working title is Dialogue, and uh, the working intent is to unify my peers, is to bring everybody together. As far as even, even in the creating of it, collaborating with uh, locals, uh, talent, graphic designers, musicians, everyone that's around me, not looking to pull, you know, audio from Drake's latest song, right. but to pull from Kingsley's album or to pull from Andrea's music or my that's friends that are around me doing this dope. thing. Let's build our own piece, our yeah. own project, you know? So I'm working on that. That's a dope project. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I tried, man. I can't wait to show you guys. It's crazy. Like the stuff I've shot so far and things that are in my head to get out, it's like I'm in love with the whole process and it's a journey. I mean, that's I think, one thing. I think that's that's amazing too. Even that advice of a lot of times people say, "Oh man, like, um, you're you're you're." I think sometimes people reach too high. Like, I can't get a feature for you know, run with the Drake. I, Drake will never get on my track. It's like there's so much talent mm -hmm. in your city around you, yeah. and and to to connect with your peers. That yeah. I that, that why especially I found this, I used to live in New York as well, that I, I haven't found as much in Philly, which I love about Philly, is this idea of collaboration. Because New York, it was almost so intense. Mm -hmm. The competitive vibe right. was so much where I find, maybe this is just my own personal experience,
performance, but in Philly, we're a little bit more collaborative, open to have it be, yes, there are some times when it's crab in a barrel mentality, yeah, if you're yeah. eating and I'm coming for you, but it seems to be more of a place for people who are willing to build yeah. with each other. Yeah, because you realize, yeah, your success is my success. Exactly. We can uh, both, there's right enough there. Right there. out there for us right both there. to we eat. We both can eat. We both can eat. There's yeah. no reason for it has to be you or me, you know? No, or, no way. Or you have to be popping, so then I have to be, you know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like, it, yeah, that, my win doesn't mean you lose. Exactly. It's a strange. It means we win. <laughs> exactly. It means, dog, let me, let me hop out, you know, and right. see what I can and do Right, and then guess what? It. Because we're connected, I can say, oh, I know someone you should work with. Exactly. Period. And speaking of which, how do you recommend, and this goes for me, people listening, how do you connect with your audience in your sense of um, comments or when, you know, with Instagram, when you have built a decent following, you know, as an influencer, how do you engage with people? I love to be, again, open and true. Uh, I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's it's consistent, everything, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, I I try to respond to every single comment I have, and granted, I'm not, again, I'm not, you know, up here in the Ks yet, but I do get responses, and I think it's important to to communicate. That's what I'm doing anyway, visually. That's all that I want to do. So when, when people take the time to say something about what I'm sharing, I think that it's only right for me to, to thank them for that or to respond to that or to just acknowledge it, period. You know, And, and I think, again, that's my intent is yeah. to unify and to speak. What would be the point? You know. So, so with that and with those platforms, I'm able to reach out and uh, I get crazy inspiring messages from people sometimes that I have no idea that I'm going to get. You know, And no idea that I would reach or, or touch people in that way because I start to get so in, in in line with my routine and my hustle that to me I'm just making sure I'm putting my stuff out consistently. Exactly. Oh, I got some new edits there done. The website's updated. Right, okay, let me right. put these out. Things like that. That I and and though I know that these works are are woven with my love and my intent and my care, uh, but my mind is working like a machine as far as making sure that I'm sharing this love and this intent and mm-hmm. this care. That. I don't realize that as people are receiving it, they're feeling it. So then they respond to it. They hit me up and they're like, you have no idea what it means to see you doing this. I've seen you since Skeleton Magazine. I've been following you since high school. And to watch you and your involvement right now is insane, you know? Or when I get uh, other young black gay kids that are just like, to see you so openly expressive means so much. To see photographs that you are taking of, of people just like us in vulnerable ways is just so important because I don't see it. Yeah. And these are kids from Africa. I'm like, what? You have what? powerful ass photos it's on you. It's insane to me, you know? It's in, and, and kids from London, kids from, from Spain, Berlin, Germany, and kids from all over America that are just saying, I feel what you're creating, and you're helping me to have confidence in what it is that I want to create, and what I want to say, and what I want to do. You're giving me confidence to be myself. Yeah. And that to me is just like, the least I can do is say, thank you, you know? It's the least. The gratitude, man, goes so far. That's the that, word. That I know for me, there have been times when I've reached out to celebrities. You know, I DM a lot of celebrities if they've affected me. And just to get a little pound yeah. emoji back, yeah, dude, that means the world to it me. You know, everything. just everything. It doesn't have to be much. And I think, man, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more. So, Marcus, before, you know, we get you out of here, just, you know, I, uh, I think it's about the right time. Um, where, where, we've talked about what, what, what you got going on. Where can people find you? And, um, you know, as far as what to keep an eye out for and, and what sort of, you know, um, what do you see uh, upcoming and where can people find you? So what's coming up soon, actually, this month? 
I'm about to hold a casting call. Uh, because I have a lot of projects also for my short film, for different involvements I have with uh, different connections that consistently are looking for, you know, the type of people I cast or, or projects just involving my style and me having entire creative control. So I'm holding an open casting to, to appear the middle of this month. First scruffy white guys? Yes, <laughs> all, literally, and it's, it's completely all-inclusive. So I'm going to have a certain email that everybody submits all of their stuff to before releasing the address. And then from there, I'll be able to invite everyone back to the space. That's so cool. So yeah, I'm encouraging everyone, all shapes, sizes, it does not matter at all. And, I want everyone. And what's the, what's the project? What, is, what are you Multiple. looking for? But oh, mainly, gotcha. I know mainly what I'm working for is for my short film that I spoke of. Oh, because no. again, I want to get perspectives and I want to get a variety of, uh, and represent us. Yeah. Not everybody is shown. I want to show everybody because there's more than what's even being shown now. Yeah. And uh, along with that, um, working with Kingsley, he has music videos that we're going to cast for. Working with different artists, I have projects consistently that come, God willing and gratefully, <laughs> uh, but I want to be able, again, to connect with my people and say, hey yeah. guys, I got opportunities, why not lend a hand out? You know? Speaking of which, and I did want to touch on this, I'm glad you brought up, I got, you know, I have all these questions I want to ask, but I get kind of caught up in the conversation. Oh, I, I think you do a great job of, of representing um, people that aren't always represented. Not just people of color, but of all sorts, shapes, sizes, looks, mm -hmm. um, that I, I know is intentional. You know that yeah. I can tell, and I um I saw this thing about you on Vice too about like you you making this, um, you know humble brag real quick. You know no, you know it's on Vice, no yeah, no big deal. Like uh, you know a little, you know, talk that talk, <laughs> but the aspect of being intentional of giving people chances yeah. and showing people that aren't always shown, and I think like you said, staying honest and true. Maybe it stems from being you know, a young person of color from yes. Norristown that didn't always have that, that mm -hmm. they're knowing that, that that voice for other people, maybe they're in London, who knows, but being like, damn, so there is someone, even though it's the internet, it's yeah. that same guy of someone saying, I see you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so that's really, dude, it's really dope. Yeah, you thank you, man. I think it's important because of the power that it holds, you know? Yeah. It's, it's you, you, you never know what just saying to that one person, hey, man, you're doing it. Yeah. What that does. Because the same way that that affects you is, is, is when you get a negative comment. Man, what, exactly. what the hell are you doing? And people will let that rotate in their mind over and over and discourage them. And, and, and it has that same effect, you know? The same way. That's why I push out as much positivity as I can. I know how powerful it can be. Absolutely. I know it, what it's done for me. I've been lucky enough to have people behind me and push me and, and encourage me. So I feel as though I understand the impact of it. So I need to do that. I have to push people. Yeah. 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 yeah as a young man person of color expressive i'm sure there is you catch and even growing up too there was a lot of negative energy oh yeah, you know so okay. much that, that it's cool that you've been able to use that as fuel and not let it cripple you yeah because definitely. because i see it too often that it's a, I, and that's coming from from a white guy. You know what I mean? Where right. like sometimes if I'm, I'm playing life on the easiest difficulty, you know what I'm mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine, you know, someone else who you got so many cards stacked against you that if I'm having a hard time, I can't even imagine those hurdles that y'all got to face. So, mm -hmm. so the fact that you're putting the positive out there, you're kicking it, the truth to the youth. You know what yeah. I mean? I believe 100. percent So if you want to see this man's work, 
where's the best place for people to get at you? And I'll link all this in the show notes. Okay, wonderful. The best place to get me is uh, www.marcusbranch.com. And that's Marcus with a C and branch like a tree. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Get into it. Get into one it. Bar, you like you know, that? You can, Instagram's the same you thing. That. You know, you got a dot in between. Marcus.branch. Uh, those are the best ways to get at me. Dope. Yo, Marcus. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you truly. Dude, I appreciate it. Yo, guys, stay tuned for this man's work. Seriously, mind-blowing photos. We got dope videos coming on the way. You you don't even know. Marcus, thank you. Thank Thank you, you people, for listening. Thank you so much again for tuning in, everybody. I appreciate you. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and rate. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. Trying to make this thing better. All right, see you next week. Peace.